you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. So you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. So this week on the podcast, it's Advent, and um, it's the best time of the year um, as we prepare for the birth of of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Um, I love this year, and um, I know like music tends to be like a central focus of this season. And sometimes uh, we get some confusion in this, that there's Advent hymns that are beautiful that prepare us for Christmas. And then there's Christmas hymns. And a lot of times um, the Advent hymns get overlooked because we want those Christmas hymns that make us feel good. But yet these Advent hymns that we have are so powerful to help us get ready for the season that it really is about the season of Advent as preparation and centering us and getting us ready for the birth of Christ. And then like those Christmas hymns are for the after it's and, and, and so for today, we're going to talk about our favorite Advent hymns. And so Zach, as you think about your favorite Advent hymns, which is the first one that comes to your mind? Well, really it's the first and the only, um, <laughs> I, I tend to be on the, uh, the train of just, uh, any of the music that's good through this season, let's sing it. Um, I do, I do like the, the practice of preparing and doing the Advent things, but you'll find that in weeks three and four of Advent, we, we begin to switch to more Christmassy songs. Um, because there's not, there's, I don't know, there's not a ton of Advent songs that speak to me. And so, I uh, I just go from there, but I think my favorite, what signifies the season of Advent for me in the beginning of it, or, or really just all of it, is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, it's one of those songs that when I hear it, uh, whether it's one person singing or a full, a full choir, um, I hear the full choir. Um, it's just one, I could sit anywhere and listen to it anyway. Um, it's just one of those one of those hymns that speaks to me, uh, both musically and uh, theologically, and just it makes my heart happy when I hear that song, and it helps me prepare uh, throughout the Advent season. and And I find myself uh, really year after year, the more I can use it um, in calls to worship, or just singing it, um, or using it as a responsive hymn to anything that we do in a service leading into Christmas Eve, and especially during the Christmas Eve service, uh, I try to incorporate it as much as possible. And uh, it's just one of those. It's just, it's a fun song. Uh, so what's makes... your favorite verse in the like 90 verses that they have in the song? <laughs> there are seven verses and uh, seven antiphons. I don't, that's not a word I know. Um, I didn't pay for that one in seminary. So I couldn't tell you what it means. Um <laughs> They're just readings. Um, really, it's it's not even a chorus. It's the it's the refrain, um, or it's not a verse. It's it's uh, it's the refrain. It's the chorus. The rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to be uh, come to thee, O Israel. Um, there's just something that's so soothing about that. I, I almost always point back to uh, uh, the refrain or the chorus of it as well. It's it's another one of those that uh, the verses are great. But it's that centering moment of the refrain that really brings me, that really brings it home for me. Um, 
you know, for me, actually, I, I really like uh, verse four because um, it's just that calling of, mm-hmm. you know, um, just the fall of like the real re- leaders for the real for the real leader. Um, mm-hmm. And that line, all all peoples on thy mercy call. Just I don't know, and yeah. and, and and like the whole hymn is like it's a great hymn. Like I mean, it's a solid hymn. Like, yeah. You know, when we threw this out there, you know, you said that one, and I, you know, I'm going to talk about mine. And, and like, man, those are like I use these. These are the ones I use every year. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, they're, they're powerful. And I really, I mean, you're right. The rejoice, like, um, we've not had our organist uh, so far. Now we're going to have her this week, but like hearing her play it the other day i was like oh it's advent yes we are here we it has arrived uh not that you know what judy did on the piano was great she really did a good job of it but man like something on the organ like you have to like it's one of those like if you have an organ and you have someone that plays it like this one has to be on the organ you can't oh it is yeah well because you get that you get that choir of angels (laughs) feel right you you get that oh it's full you know no, there's just, there's not a bad way you can do it by any means, but right. this is one of those pieces absolutely on the organ uh, and just full and big and bold. Yeah. It, uh, and, and this it, is a, song. it, a bring it, it, a birth baby Jesus right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, and this is a song that like, this is, this is an Advent hymn that like, really like it, you're right. The fullness of it, like the, and, and there, there's music that we hear that is powerful and it may not be the words but it's the music and and the music of the hymn is what like you know it just makes you feel full it does and and this is one of those that even on the piano on a guitar on a clarinet or a trumpet or a saxophone whatever you play it on it has that fullness no matter where even if it's just acapella right I, I there's a fullness back. to it i'd push back on that i don't think it'd sound good on a kazoo I'm just oh, I, I disagree. Uh, I don't um, think it had the same feel. You'll get a recording later uh, mm-hmm. today. <laughs> Good. That's what I expect. Now, Kazoo and Harmonica. That's, that's kazoo and harmonica. you're getting. <laughs> Gosh, that'd be horrible. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> maybe that's what we need to do. We should practice that and put that as a sub video sometime. Um, there you go. Maybe we'll work towards that for next year's Advent season. There you go. Well, Matt, what's your, what's your favorite hymn? So for me, um, and this just shows you how Wesley and I am. <laughs> Um, it's the Charles Wesley hymn, Come That Long Expected Jesus. Um, this one drives my wife nuts because I use it every year. And I use it, you know, it's played every Sunday of Advent in some way, shape, or form because it's powerful for me. Um, that first line, Come that long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Man, when I hear that, like that first Sunday of Advent when we're playing it, like it just, oh, it gets me ready. It gets me excited and it gets me ready. Um, and and it's one of those hymns that like, and I didn't like, so like, I want to say this, I didn't grow up in the church. So like, I didn't grow up with Advent and I didn't grow mm-hmm. up with like the Christmas music time. Like now granted, right, I will say that like the amount of Christmas albums that my mother had bought and that we had to figure out what to do with after she passed, like there were quite a few. And I think I, you know, I definitely still have a lot of those CDs laying around in my house because, you know, my mom, you know, made us appreciate Christmas. Like we were forced to appreciate Christmas music, all sorts of 
Christmas music. Um, you know, I, I can definitely live without the Barry Manilow Christmas album. Oh, uh, boo. That's a phenomenal album. <laughs> you, you haven't listened to it on repeat for like 20 years. So oh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for me, um, when I started in the church and um, the very first time I heard this song, it just it hit me right and it mm -hmm. got me centered and it gets me focused. And even still today, I mean, we're talking 21 years later. Um, it's still every year hits right. me. And so like well, and it, this year for the service, it's, it's part of our, um, instead of doing a doxology, the, the mm -hmm. first verse is the doxology yep. for Christmas. Because I feel yep. like one, it gets me into the sermon. Cause I'm the, you know, it's usually right after, you know, the sermon doxology and the sermon. And so like, it gets me, like, I'm just like, it, it kind of focuses me. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I just, and, like, I do the same thing with uh, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I use that as, as a doxology at times or, or just a transitional piece. But, you know, you, you talk about this hit me for the first time 21 years ago, and I still use it. And it still resonates with me. Now, there's a reason why this song was written in 1744, and we still include it, and we still sing it, and it's still prominent. Um, because it's a dang good song, uh, and it does that. It... I mean, that's, that's the thing about music uh, that resonates with us as people when it's done well, and it's done with heart and soul, and it's meaningful, it hangs around. Uh, and it becomes those staples and it becomes those, uh, you know, fixtures, not not that we can't ever not have them, right. But they they do this thing that centers us, whether it's hymns or uh, like say those Christmas albums that your mom had, you know, just having those present, right? There's something that uh, just about the presence of those that bring you close. Um, and then you pop one into the CD player. Now kids, a CD player is uh, one of those, it's that thing that's in your car that you never use. Um, <laughs> but Actually, it's, it's, yeah, most it's in those cars moments, don't have right? those. <laughs> they don't have those anymore, right? They're just, uh, it's all Bluetooth. Um, well, you know, so for me, like one of my favorite recordings of this is um, from Paige CXVI and mm -hmm. um, the way that she does it. And then I, I like if I had to rate them, it'd be Paige CXVI and then mm -hmm. the Gentle Wolves have a recording of it, too. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. I mean, I mean, there's all sorts of I mean, everybody and it's it's a standard hymn, like it's a it standard is. song that mo like if you're gonna have a Christmas album, like especially if you're a Christian artist, like if you're doing like a Christian, if you're a Christian artist, you're doing like, you gotta, like, this is one that I feel like you have to have on your deal. Oh, like you're gonna have both of these, right? Yeah, both of these. I think these, these are, both. are gonna be on there. Like if you don't sing this one for your Christmas album, I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> when Snoop Dogg puts out a Christmas album, it's gonna include these two songs. That's just what it's gonna be. Man, that would um, be, I, I would buy that album. Oh, 100%. But the, you know, that's so, so the radio station that I listen to here in town, they've been playing Christmas music for a few weeks now. Um, and both of these songs come through the rotation. And I think there's something really, really important about that. And it's not a Christian radio station. It's, it's yeah. just the local pop station. Um, but there's something even for people who don't go to church, even for people who God's not their thing, when these Christmas hymns and Christmas songs come around in the rotation, they're important. They they bring us back to a time where uh, with family with all of those things, and yet they tell a story, they share the gospel, they share this love and grace, uh, in such a way that transcends just about anything, um, and it's 
they don't always come from our sanctuaries, right? And uh, I think that's a really good thing uh, and really powerful thing to remember about about our music. Well, and I think I think it's a good place to land, and we want to encourage you to like share with us what your favorite Advent hymn is. Um, and I, I think it'd be really good to have that conversation. You can do that through yeah. all of our social medias. Um, Ooh. And, and if they're different or whatever, share a YouTube link. Share yeah, the video share, on yeah, our page. Share, yeah, share a video on our page. We'd, we'd love to see that. Um, and, you know, we want to encourage you for the Christmas season to, if you need to get a, a great Christmas gift, go to our website. We've got a lot of great stuff up. Um, uh, I just finished designing a Christmas ornament that... Uh, <laughs> Great's a stretch. <laughs> great for us. So the bar is very low. Um you know, we encourage you to, like, if you need a, a gift for your pastor or somebody you know that loves theology, it'd be a great gift to share, whether it's the Christmas ornament that we're about to put uh, release or the uh, mugs or the t-shirts or whatever it is, like, you know, they're, they're great little thing, gifts to, to give to, to people uh, who are in this kind of field. And so I encourage you to do that. Uh, listen to our old podcasts and stuff. Man, we've got some great content. Um, I was looking through our um, almost over 200, almost closer, close to 275. We are inching on close to 275. Um, and as we, as we were inching closer to that, I was uh, d- doing some things. And man, we have a lot of great episodes we'd encourage you to just go back and listen to. That's uh, well over and uh, 52 episodes a year. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, (laughs) encourage you to do that and and listen to that. And so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bachtold. And my first Blackberry was named Blackberry Manilow. First guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.